The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went away. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, do you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull, up, pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My father planted a vegetable garden right beside the chicken coop. Naturally, it was really fertilized very well, and the vegetables grew up like they were on steroids. And so did the weeds. So every Saturday morning, he got the boys to go weed the garden. So anyway, one day I was, Saturday morning, I was weeding the garden, and my neighbor came out to see what I was doing. My neighbor is a truck driver, big barrel-chested guy with a big bushy beard, comes out and says, hey, what are you doing? I says, I'm weeding the garden. He said, why? I said, so that the plants will grow better. And he says, you're wasting your time. The plants and the vegetables will go just as fine with the weeds. Just take a look at my garden. And I looked, I said, what garden? And he pointed to a field full of weeds. And he says, check it out. So we're going over there, we're wading through all of these weeds. And he says, I know there's a tomato plant around here somewhere. And sure enough, buried in the weeds, there's this tomato plant full of tomatoes. And he says, how is that possible? And he said to me, camouflage. Even the animals can't even find it. And so I said to myself, this has got to be the garden that, that God has in the kingdom. This is the kingdom where the, we have the vegetables and he has the fruit, but also the weeds grow with it. But I was thinking to myself, you know, wouldn't it kind of be nice if this is the garden that God has now? Wouldn't it be nice if he had the weedless kind of variety garden when he plucked out all the weeds? So one time I was driving back from St. John's after teaching, and I stopped at this red light. And this guy behind me was leaning on the horn. So, so I, I said, what's the problem? So I looked to the rear view mirror to see, and there's a guy, and, he, and he's waving his finger at me, and it wasn't his index finger. And apparently he didn't say, see the sign that, that says, do not take red right on a red turn. And so I thought to myself at the time, I says, gee, wouldn't it be nice that the, if God just plucked out the weeds, if he had a nice weedless garden? So anyway, I had a cook here, and 
I went to the store and I got all my groceries to do the cooking that night. So I get home and I'm taking all the groceries out of the bag and I say, where's the hamburger? I know I bought the hamburger, it's on the receipt. So I go back to the store and sure enough, they forgot to put the bag into my cart. So because when I go there, there it is, is my bag of groceries inside of the cart of forgotten items. They said, take it. So it was at that moment that I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice if God had a, a garden without weeds, if he just plucked out the weeds? And then the reason why, and I'm going to tell you the reason why, that God doesn't take out weeds. Because one day, I was coming back from the hospital, and it was really late at night. The grocery store was open. I said, this is a perfect time to go get the groceries now, because there's nobody in there. I'll be in and out. So anyway, I stopped, and I got the groceries. I got home, and I'm taking out the, the, the groceries again. And I, I said, where's the watermelon? I know I bought the watermelon. It's on the receipt. So I went back, and sure enough, there's the watermelon in the cart of forgotten items. And so they said, take it. So the next day, you know, I'm cutting up the watermelon. And as I'm doing that, one of the seminarians comes into the kitchen carrying a watermelon and says, does anybody know why there's a watermelon in the van? And I went, oops. <laughs> and that's the reason why God doesn't have a weedless garden. Because I would have been plucked out a long time ago. Remember Moses? So God says, Moses, Moses, come forward in this other burning bush and he's going to take off your shoes because you're on, you're on uh, sacred land. And uh, so Moses takes off and he calls Moses. And I'm thinking to myself, Moses, he's picking Moses? I mean, at the time when he chose Moses, Moses is a runaway slave with a rap sheet for murder. You can't get worse than that. And I'm thinking to myself, what's God picking Moses? Can't he find somebody a little better? Can't he find somebody that, that, that's a little, uh, that, that, that could maybe serve a little bit better than Moses? But what happened to Moses? He became one of the most important prophets of all of Israelite history. Why? Because in the garden of God, even weeds can produce fruit. You know, Peter, and there's Peter, and he's in his boat, and Jesus says, let's go out to the sea, to the depths of the sea for a catch. And Peter's like, you know, I'm a professional fisherman here, and I fished all night, I didn't get anything, and you're not going to get anything in the day, because they don't feed during the day, but, at your word, I'll throw out the nets. So he throws out the nets, and he almost sinks two boats, full of fish. Recognizing Jesus, he falls to his knees, and he says, remember what he said, Lord, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And the reason he said that is because he's telling the truth. We know he's telling the truth because not only is he a sailor, but he's also a businessman. Of course he's a sinner. And so it's at that moment that you think to yourself, gee, can't, can't Jesus find somebody a little bit more qualified than Peter, than the, the, the sinner? Isn't that like a synagogue leader or somebody else that has more better qualifications, has a better prayer life, a track record? Well, look what Peter did. He's the greatest of the twelve. Why? Because sometimes in the garden of God, in his kingdom, weeds can produce fruit. And they will not be plucked out. I love this gospel. Because even us, even if we're flawed, even God can work with flawed. Look at the book of, I'll close with this thought. Book of Genesis is 
about dysfunctional families, sibling rivalry, kids with father wounds, problems, and God accomplishes his plan, not in spite of the flaws, precisely because of them. And Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers. You can't get worse than that. And at the end of the story, the brother says, if you didn't sell me into slavery, the world would have died. The people would have starved. You had it, it had to happen this way. Because sometimes God works through the flaws to accomplish his wonderful plan. And that's why in the garden there's the vegetables and sometimes there's the weeds because in God's garden, sometimes the weeds have potential very much fruit.